What's up, Power People? I'm excited to share this conversation with you guys today. One of my dear friends, Kate Longley. Uh, big ups to the sponsors of the day, all the people at the coffee shop while I was recording this, so give it up to them. And yeah, just bear with us throughout this whole episode. I hope you guys can find some golden nuggets that you guys can use to you know, make your lives better or challenge yourself to you know, grow into a better and I guess more positive person. Definitely enjoy the show, and if you can, just leave us a, a review. Five stars is always appreciated, and remember, just keep spreading the love. Just keep spreading the love. All right, let's see. Yes, all right. Welcome to another episode of the Power People Podcast. I started this podcast to share uh, the lives of powerful people, just so that we can inspire more people to be even more powerful. And today's guest is, you know, a dear friend of mine. Her name is Kate Longley. She's an active Spartan racer at a you know, pretty elite level. She's a fantastic mother. Uh, and she's got some superpowers that I can't wait to share with all of you guys. So, Kate, how's it going? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I was telling you I'm excited about this. I'm just excited to share your story and, like, all the things that, you know, you just want to share. I know you're big into, like, women's empowerment, helping yes. people get better into that. So tell us a little about that. Yeah. Um, it kind of started as we started racing more and my husband was able to really do well and I was still able to race. Um, but I wasn't racing at his level. I was either postpartum or pregnant while I raced. So Mm. that kind of held me back a little bit. Um, but as I began to race more, I started noticing around me and I wasn't seeing a lot of other couples with children race i saw couples but i didn't see a lot of other or i saw the husbands going off and racing in the elite or age group and then the women would kind of hang back to the open and it just kind of lit a fire in me to see what else i could do and help others i love it i love it and then uh one thing that we were joking about last time is you know they should have a category for a woman that are pregnant or or you know yeah. Or like just coming out of that because it's another it's another element, right? I mean, I don't know. I've never been pregnant. Right. <laughs> it really is. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a um, OBGYN who strongly believes in the power of working out and staying fit throughout your pregnancy. So he loves that I work out. He fully supports me racing while I'm pregnant. Um, I just can't race in the elite. Because when I'm going over a nine-foot wall, I have to have somebody push me up. I can't jump on my bum. So I have to have assistance on that obstacle. So I would always just race in the open. But now that I'm racing in the age group categories, um, the couple of times that I've podiumed, I'm like, oh, girls, I don't even have kids. There's a whole separate level for us moms who are literally – Either we have a day job or we're home with our kids. Both are equally as difficult. We're training and doing the best that we can while we are trying to achieve our goals. And it's a lot harder when you're managing a family. Yeah, I can only imagine how hard that is. So you're trying to, like, balance family, balance working out, balance job. It's almost an impossible feat. Like, I don't know how you guys do it. your relationship with your spouse if you have a spouse. Like, you know, it's... It's a, it's oh really hard, and it's taken my husband Scott and I um, a few years into this to really now be in a groove where we know what works best for each other, 
but also he's super supportive in the fact of he's always like, hey, do you need me to do something so you can get your workout in? Or how can I help? You know, that wasn't that. how it was when it first started. But now we've been able to communicate that. And it makes a huge difference. Do you think that is the biggest difference is having someone that like can help you out? Yeah, I, I really do. Um, and it doesn't mean that your partner or spouse or even a friend has to be doing it with you. It's just that they have, if they love you mm-hmm. and they know that you love that thing, whether it be obstacle course racing or something else, that they find ways to help support you. Mm. And, and um, it's always best to, if that didn't goals were, <laughs> know how best to make sure that he could help me reach those. I love that. You were breaking up a little bit in that last part, but I think it's going oh, insane. Sorry. No worries. Uh, I, I think I heard it. So basically, you know, find a partner that understands what you love, you know, let them help you. Uh, cause yeah, if, because I mean, if you have somebody that like I was saying, Scott knows what my goals are. Hmm. So he then knows how hard to push me or hmm. how to check in with me in a really good way. If he didn't know what my goals are, he wouldn't know how to help. Yeah. And that's why communication, I think, is key. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I, as our marriage has grown and as my friendships and relationships outside of our family have grown, communication is just the biggest thing. Yes. Without communication, you can't really express what your goals are. How can anyone help you, right? Right. So and what would you say? You never know yeah. how you never know how you speaking up and saying what your goals mm. are or what your failures are mm. or what your anything is. How, how do you not, like, if you don't talk about your struggles, nobody else knows that they can talk about theirs. Mm. Or say that you're struggling with something and you open up about it. How do you know the person right next to you can't be like, oh my gosh, I have been there. Wow. And then can support you. Yes. What were some of your biggest struggles, like, in the last six to nine months that you overcame that you think might help um, somebody? Yeah, I have had a really hard time with my postpartum body this time around um i have a very high expectation for myself um and the little different thing here is um i gave birth to a baby that was not ours i was a surrogate so i assumed like to myself that oh i just had a baby but nobody knows i had a baby because i'm not having one attached to me so i should look like i didn't have a baby like that was my mindset and it, it's really dangerous. And so I was really struggling with that. And knowing that coming in, I had the baby in November. He'll be one in a couple of weeks. And I came into like the abominable snow race in February. And I was like, nobody should know I had a baby. I should just be able to trust this. Yeah. And it was really, it's been a difficult road and journey to realize like, no. I don't have to look perfect. Mm. My mm. my outer like I, I, where I assume that my abs should look like a face denning abs. Mm. I'm like, well, I don't think her body's been stretched out five times, but you know. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's so what that's makes you cool. Yeah. That's what and, makes you so cool. I mean, being vulnerable to that, just being like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I don't need those abs. I know that I'm strong in my own yeah. way, you know, and yeah, I think and that's it's, powerful. 
it's really powerful. And it's, I had a girlfriend after I had my fourth, she was like, I was doing a Spartan race and it was one of my first times racing, I think elite. It was before the age group started. And she's like, oh no, no, you have to race full Spartan. And I'm like, what's that? And she's like, you just have to race in shorts and a sports bra. And I was like, I'm sorry, that, no, nobody needs to see my extra baby weight. And she goes, oh no, you have to. And oh I, have ne- I have only raced in a sports bra and shorts ever since. No way. Yeah. It feels Thanks so to, uh, good and so empowering. Yeah. It's it so really good. does. It's, it's I, yeah, I joke all the time. It's like we're racing in underwear all the time. Yeah, all the time. Like, so it makes it fun. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everyone's got different bodies. At the end of it, like, no one really cares. Everyone just wants to get muddy. And you know what? We're out there. No matter mm-hmm. what category you're racing in, mm. you're out there. It, I don't care if you fail all the obstacles. I don't care if you're walking when I see you. You're out there. You're doing I it. I love that. So that's, there you go. I love that. I feel obstacle course races definitely push the body and push oh, the yeah. mind. I encourage so many people to go into us, but they're always like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. Where. I mean, what would you yeah. tell those people like that are super skeptical? I always tell my girlfriends who always say that I'm crazy. And I'm like, ladies, specifically ladies, mm-hmm. I find that I, when I'm out there on the course, I find women who are realizing how much stronger they are oh, the further in the course they go. So I'll be doing the race and I'm, I'll get up to catch up to a woman and she's like, I didn't think I was going to get it this far. I don't think I could get it. And then we're talking about how to do the next obstacle and they get it and their eyes and their mind explode because they're like, holy crap, I can actually do this. Yes. And I don't think it's until you put your body in that situation where it Mm. has to figure out a way that you don't know if you can do it or not. You just have to try. I love that. I love that. And it goes right hand in hand like with everything. You know, you just got to go out and try. You just like... You don't know what you're capable of. It's like that saying, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know what your body's capable of until you start trying. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to be in a perfect body to do something like an obstacle course race or, you know, an athletic event. You can be in anybody. It mm-hmm. really, it really doesn't matter. And if you think that people care what your body looks like while you're out there, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. To be honest, no one really cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. And yeah. I think that's our own personal feeling of assuming everybody cares about us and mm-hmm. how we look. But really, yeah. we're just having a great time and enjoying it and happy to see you out there. I love that, too. I mean, that goes like our mindset when we go into that. Like, right, I, I'm not going to do it because people are going to think of me this way. It goes yeah. into starting businesses, too. Like, I'm not going to do it because I might fail. Or right. I'm not going to chase my dream because, you know, it might not happen. Right. But if you stop and just think, well, you know what, let's just try. Yeah. So many things can change in your life. Like, you'll so know that, things. like, you don't know what you don't know. Right? Yeah. And, I mean, even I, we talked about this yeah. because it was a really hard thing for me at the last race. They needed women to race in the elite age group mm-hmm. or in the elite category. Mm-hmm. And, like, people weren't doing it. And I was like, Fine. Yeah. Step up and do it. And I had to step into that and I knew I would fail. Like fail in my own mind because I wanted to get an age group podium that weekend. That was one of my goals. And so I knew that doing that, I would fail. Like, mm. Oh, I love that. I had to I had to step into failure 
on purpose. Oh my God. How did that and feel? I cried for days. Ooh. Yeah. Unbelievable. But it's so empowering. Yeah, because I found it's so like it was so empowering and I talked about it to mm-hmm. on my social media and to my friends, just saying like it was really tough to let go of a goal so that I could we could we as a Spartan, you know, obstacle course racing community could make sure that these elite racers who deserve the money that they're racing for get it. Mm. Uh, and but it also meant that I had to miss a goal and Mm. then having to watch my husband hit both of his goals both days I'm sitting there like I'm supposed to be excited for these people but Mm -hmm. knowing my time I would have gotten the podium oh my god that's gotta be so crushing so I'm sitting there watching the name get called and I was like oh that's supposed to be me oh Yeah. Well, I mean, and you took a big leap right there. You took one of the biggest leaps that any woman could take there, you know? And it's scary. And I think it's really scary for women, um, mm-hmm. especially in obstacle course racing. And I said this when I was talking on my social, like, the guys don't have to worry if they're ever going to have enough racers in the elite, mm-hmm. age, like, in the elite or age group categories. There's always plenty. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's some that I'm passing when I start <laughs> 30 minutes yeah. behind them. It's embarrassing. Right. But then it's interesting to me that as women, we tend to hold ourselves back. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like for guys, they're like, oh, yeah, I can just hop in and do this. No problem. Mm-hmm. And then for women, we're like, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I don't oh, want to do God. that. No, not me. Oh, you know what? You, it, you go race in the elite, honey. I'll hang back here. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. For those words to come out of my mouth, that I had to not allow it in my vocabulary anymore. I love that. Like, it, it became a, well, we have to figure out how we can race at the same time. Whether that's bringing somebody with us to watch mm. our kids, meeting with, with another Spartan racer who has their kids and we team up with them. Mm-hmm. It, it had to just stop. <laughs> it's so beautiful and it's empowering. I mean. That's why I love you and your story because you're trying to empower a woman to, you know, get out of their comfort zone and start doing some mm-hmm. stuff, you know? Yeah, and it doesn't have to be, like, I tell my girlfriends, you don't have to do what I do. Like, yeah. your goal does not need to be what my goal is. It could your be, one, yeah, something else, right? So, totally something else. But what I want you to do is tell me what that goal is. Mm-hmm. Tell three other people mm. so that we know and we can check in. Yep. And then when that goal happens, we can celebrate mm. because you know, it's all fun. Like it's fun to have goals and to hit them, but let's be honest when people celebrate your goals with you. Yeah. Oh, it's like a birthday party that pushes you for more. Oh, right. You're that, like, Oh man, that's awesome. Heck yeah. You know, I think heck yeah. push. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I definitely love that. And then well, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see one you. Other thing yeah. That when we were. Sorry. Oh, sorry. We're breaking up and we're missing. I know we're breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's the life. You know, it's a young podcast, so it is the life. Hey, hey you're doing awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, but one of the other things that has been a struggle, I would say, in the past six to nine months, is being a business owner, mm-hmm. and. We're working through that. 
because I'm in the busiest season of my career right now. Yeah. I'm a photographer and I'm, I'm, I have sessions constantly year round, but fall is like everybody's <laughs> favorite time. Yeah. I have had a photo shoot every single day of the week for the past like month and a half. Oh my God. Unless I've taken a weekend off for a Spartan race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And so so leading up to that race, oh my yeah. God. So what I have learned is balance is not, it's not achievable mm. uh, in the grand scheme of things. You're always going to teeter one way. Mm. And that's okay. Because it's going to flow, like, as a team, it's going to just flow back and forth. And so there was a time where I up late, so late, and I still am, and my eyes hurt, and my head is drained. So getting up early in the morning just wasn't an option for me for the function of the rest of, for my next day. And, and so there was a lull there in my training. But now I've been able to really figure out my training doesn't look normal it's literally my soft the other for a nap and i'm doing what i can in my home or it's but i just want people to understand like you're never going to have that perfect like work-life goals balance there's going to be times where it goes towards one or the other you just have to be okay with and know that it will come back. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it too, there's no such thing as balance. Then you just got to learn your priorities, yeah. right? Learn what you want to get, like learn what you want to get done, and then just focus on that. Yeah. And yeah. it's okay for them to shift. Mm. It's okay for those priorities to shift during different seasons of your life. Mm -hmm. uh, but know that it doesn't mean that you're not doing a good job. You know, and yeah. yes, we can always improve. And I always say, like, when I was talking about my lull in training, I'm like, yeah, I could get up. But my demeanor towards other people around me the rest of the day from late night editing and early morning workouts Oof. was not going to be good for anybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to hit that point, too, where it's like uh, with like all the stuff that I'm doing now, it's like I'm missing yeah. workouts, you know, I'm missing workouts, but it's like in the grand yeah. scheme of things. You know, it's worth it. Like I can take a little hit right now. To, exactly. To and yeah. It, it's kind of yeah. like playing that long game, right? It's yep. like, you know, okay, I have to, I have to pause over here just for a little bit, so that I can really push right here. Yeah. And then once I get this part back, I can implement those things back into my life. Yep. Where they need to be. Um, yeah. I remember listening to somebody one day, and she's like, "You can go after one goal at a time." Mm. Mm. one thing at a time mm -hmm. it can't you can you have a list of 10 but you have a checklist of okay this is the one i'm going to accomplish first mm -hmm. okay i crossed that one off move to the next add another oh, one to the top yeah. so you're constantly and i started doing that in december and wow writing those goals down as if they'd already happened so like you write them as if they've already happened right okay so, like so since present tense, yeah. right? Right. So since December, I have been writing down. I'm an exceptional wife and mother. I podium at an 
I have podiumed at an obstacle course race. I have spoken on stage. I empower women. I am a published photographer. Uh, And like, I have all these things. Yeah. Since continually writing those things down and speaking as if they're already true, almost all of them have happened. I'm going to implement that right away. I 100%. You can do it in. I love that. I love that. So it's the same 10. It's, I write this. So I start with. So you write them every single day. The Mm -hmm. same? Yep. Yep. So I start with five things I'm grateful for from Mm. the day before. So you start with gratitude and then you write your 10 goals slash dreams again in present tense. Mm -hmm. So I have some other girlfriends that do it and they have written down like, um, I save X, I have saved X amount of money or I have paid off my student loans or so you write as, as if it has happened and you, and then you kind of, um, I put a, there's a box at the bottom and it says the goal I'm going to achieve first. And so whichever one I'm working on gets written in that spot Yeah. and you just keep writing the same every day. And there's no timeline. There's no, like, it has to be done by this time. Mm-hmm. It's just, you write it. it's already done. Because it's, it's already done. And so you then proceed your life mm-hmm. as if you are those things. Unbelievable. So I, That's the biggest, oh my God. Yeah. Right. So, so I have proceeded my life as if I, have pod- as, as if I was on a podium for an obstacle course race. Mm-hmm. I have proceeded in my life as if I was a speaker on a stage. I have proceeded in my life as if I was an exceptional mother, which then helps me become an exceptional mother. Right? I love it. Where did you learn that? Rachel Hollis. She wrote the books Girl Wash Your Face and Girl Stop Apologizing. Yeah. Yeah. They're massive. But yeah, she I mean she has a journal that you can buy. Mm-hmm. And it, it literally lays all of that out for you. Um, but it was really fun because a couple of things were coming into my inbox as opportunities. And I was like, man, I feel like, I mean, these have been my goals. Yeah. And I looked back and I'm like, I've been writing that since December. <laughs> oh my God. You know? And look at that now. And yeah, look yeah. At that now. Or, yeah. I was writing it. Like, I remember I was writing the goals and there was a, there's a local magazine that came and did an article on me. And she was like, hey, would you consider speaking at the next women's event? And I was like, nobody knows that it's on my goal list. And she's like, no way. And I was like, yeah. So in that interview, I presented, like, I felt like I was, you know, I was speaking to her and I was presenting myself as if I was somebody who could speak on stage. And mm. she saw it in me. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then wow like bring that back to racing yeah Get, start at your start line as if you've already finished the race mm-hmm. mm. you know? unbelievable yeah so that's if, if i've had that little, start yeah. line and i know and i have proceeded in i've already finished this race i got it no problem mm. It's the best strategy ever. I I really do hope someone just I mean, picks that up, right? And I the fact that you so said, yeah, start with gratitude. Start with gratitude is an amazing yes. thing. It allows you to be happy. Yes. I mean, and then the it goals. should be the littlest oh. thing. 
I mean, I've written, I know I've written down on there. I'm thankful for my fuzzy or I'm grateful for my fuzzy blanket <laughs> because yeah. I am so grateful that I have that warm fuzzy blanket that sits mm-hmm. on my lap every night when I'm editing. I'm grateful <laughs> for it. You know, yeah, it's the little things. it can be a big thing. It can be a little thing. It can be something that nobody else would understand, mm-hmm. but starting from that place. Mm. I love that. And then getting your goals done. It's beautiful. Yeah. I just got a couple really, more questions. And then. Yeah. A couple more questions and then we can take off for the day. So. Sure. Just like real quick. What are your favorite quote? Oh. Oh. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't Think know back. if I have one. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> Got you. Or you can just make up one. Well, like, I would say, just... well our friend, um, our friend and trainer, Zach Vogel, he had said to us, um, I'd rather try and fail mm. than succeed at nothing. Mm. That's beautiful. And he said that to me about two years ago. Um, and we still have it written in our house because we were going out to Tahoe for world championship. Mm. And we were all going to do the beast together. And like three weeks beforehand, he's like, if you're coming out here, you should just do the ultra. And I was like, um, I've never done an ultra. And I live in Wisconsin where there's no mountains or altitude. No. And he's like, no, no. And then he said that quote. And I was like, damn it. You You know how to get to me. (laughs) And so I did. Unbelievable. So I did That's another story and right there. What? And our dunk wall was not closed, and we had to break ice to get into it. Uh, oh, it my so God. Funny. That's just enough. That was another experience because I failed. Mm-hmm. I so DNF'd. Just, yeah. just keep failing. Just keep failing. But I DNF'd at mile 26 out of 31. Yeah, that you was know. a long year, right? Yeah, so it was 18 miles each loop. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. And because yeah. so it was it was 17 for the beast, but they added an extra mile loop for the ultra. Because so, <laughs> why not? Yeah, because why not? And I remember I had gotten to the checkpoint to mm-hmm. do that, and I started. And after you do your first lap, there's you have time hacks. Mm-hmm. You have to get to a certain obstacle by a certain time, or you're DNF'd. And I was like, I'm not even gonna make the first one. Make the first one. I'm on the next one, and it's the bucket carry, and it was horrendous. Mm-hmm. The, it, the incline was, and I there's a the photographer got a picture of it. I have the bucket on my knee, my head is down, and I'm literally having a conversation with myself. I'll... I'm and I'm honestly telling myself to shut up because my brain is telling me to stop, and my brain is telling me I can't finish this and I can't do it. And I'm literally like this, and I have my he- my fist to my head, and I'm mm-hmm. telling myself to shut up and keep going. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, yeah. my it God. Is, yeah. And so then I make the next two checkpoints. Yeah. And I'm descending down the mountain after my second swim. Yeah. And I, my body physique, I don't have a lot on me to keep me warm. Uh-huh. Um, and hypothermia started to set in as I was Ooh. descending down the mountain. And it was dusk. So, you know, it was starting to get dark and cold. And, yeah. So that 
quote pushed me to do that and has pretty much propelled us to everything after. I love that. So I'd, I'd rather fail at something than succeed at nothing. I think if you find that picture, we can put it up as a cover for, uh, for the podcast episode. Okay. So. Yeah, I've got it. Hey. <laughs> awesome. I have it saved. It's one of, it's one so of what I like. Always remember. Yeah. Always remember. You can frame that up in your house. Because just before that is I fell on the down of the bucket hill Ooh. and the bucket landed on my hip. Mm. Mm. And this was before this was before the lids. It's oh my so, god. So I had overfilled my bucket because yeah. um they were already calling people to go back if they saw it settle. They were really harsh. Like there were at least four elites that got called out the day before that had to go back. So I had like overfilled and it falls and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Just, I mean, your yeah. thoughts went through that must've been just like, fuck this. I'm out. Yeah. You just can't well, and I was so, and I mean, as a female, I was so nervous because we, I was a year postpartum from number four and we were planning on doing a transfer for number five, like the next month. And where it hit me on my hip was a little suspect. And I was like, oh gosh, I hope I like, and it was a heavy bucket. And I was like, I hope that nothing really happened. And thankfully nothing happened, but it was, it was a little sketchy for a few days. Oh my goodness. See, and that's yeah. what makes you guys superpowers. Women are something else, I swear. I, they are, but they don't realize it. And like, that is my goal in life. Yeah. I don't care if what you think you're, I call it your genius zone. We all mm. have a genius zone mm. and we all have one. It's just figuring it out and tapping into it and realizing it and like not being afraid or ashamed of it. Mm. I love that. And that's why I have you here because I need you to Thank empower you. these women. I mean, if we can get that's somebody to find that genius zone. Oh my goodness. Right. And like, it's, we all have one and it, yeah. it can take a little bit to finding it. And it may take going through other things that you think are it. But what happens is other people start to ask you the same questions over and over again. And you have to then realize, oh my gosh, okay. These people keep asking me these questions that there must be something in me. Yeah. that they are seeing. So I love it. finding what you're passionate about, but also finding what people are looking for in you, mm. it can help pull that out. That's awesome. All right, Kate. Well, final question before we go off. Is, yep. uh, one lesson that you would give you know, to your kids, to your husband, that you think can really impact their lives in a superpower way. <laughs> Or a meaningful, no, meaningful way. Yeah, I think I kind of live by this rule of I do what I can with what I have. Ooh. So, it's how I live my life, and it's how I feel like our kids are living their lives. Um, mm -hmm. Our kids have become these insane, just full of empathy and full mm. of giving and figuring out what they can do. Um, but yeah, I live and Scott, I mean, I've lived like that and now he is going on all these mission trips and he's helping people all over the world and oh. you know, 
we don't have a lot. Like we're a normal family. We're yeah. I can't donate to everything. I can't, you know, buy this, 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 this for everybody. But I can give my gifts. Mm. I can give my personal gifts. And that's gonna change the world. I think if we oh. all start listening, like yeah, I can give in my gifts. Yes. You yes. Know? And it doesn't matter, again, it doesn't matter what that gift is. I have multiple gifts, and I try to share and love people with those gifts. I love, you know, doing photography to people, and I love doing things that are of benefit to others at no cost. Um, it's Everybody always yells at me, but um, I love doing that. It just, it fuels my heart. Also, I'm really good at being pregnant. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, oh my God. I'm really good at, you know, people, I will, full disclosure, I understand that women have a really, really hard time and I understand that this may be hard to hear. I've had five pregnancies. I've never been sick. I haven't had morning sickness. I don't. You are swell. a superhero. <laughs> I don't like, but again, I, and I have a, I have, I get, not everybody agrees with this. I have faith in the Lord. And he for sure blessed me with the, yeah. this gift for it not to be my own. It, he didn't mm. give me this gift for me to hold it on to, to myself. Mm. So again, I love do that. what you can with what you have, right? Mm -hmm. it, it can be a little thing. You yeah. Know. And then share your gifts. Share them. Share them. Yep. And you know, not, not everybody is going to want them. But just sharing can brighten their day. Like, you know, and it, you may think yeah. that it didn't do anything for somebody or but they may did. not have reacted in a way that you wanted them to. But down the line, yep. those things, like their memories and mm -hmm. memories build back up and people are going to remember that. Yeah. It's not what and you then, see. And they're going to go about some. Yeah. And they're going like to go about something and they're like, oh, you know what? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, we've talked about this about you. Scott and I have said multiple times, like, oh my gosh, he just makes us feel so awesome when we're around him. You are so life-giving to so many people. And that is a superpower awesome. and gift of yours. You are, li you literally breathe life into people. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, you, I mean, again, own it, dude. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I humbly you do, and I, humbly. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, I can't are wait to we do gonna this again. Are we going to brag about how humble we are? <laughs> we have to brag about how humble we are no. so we can be like. <laughs> <laughs> we let other people brag about how humble we are now. You know. We do. Yes. Now we do that. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's been an amazing. It was time. so good. I can't wait to do I this again. Too. I had so much fun. Yeah. Same here. Yes. All right. Bye bye. All right. Have a